So um, I, I always, you know, obviously read the Torah portion uh, when I during the week and in, in praying about what I'm going to share about. Um, Adonai didn't give me anything at all until yesterday. Um, so I'm going the week. I'm like, what do you want to talk about, Adonai? And, and I read the Torah portion, and I, I read a lot of commentaries. And I listen to a lot of commentaries and just seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. And I didn't get anything um, all week until yesterday. And I, this doesn't worry me. Because I, I have no problem coming here and saying, I have nothing to share. Shalom. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Um, so then yesterday, I'm driving in the car on the way to work. I had a longer drive. I had to go all the way to Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is about an hour and a half one way. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And I felt that he spoke to me. And he said something that he often says to me when I struggle with or, uh, what to say on Shabbat. And maybe this is a lesson for any future preachers out there. Uh, he said to me, well, what am I speaking to you this week? Since last Shabbat, what am I speaking to you about, about you? And I said, I don't know. Um, let me think about that. And I love it when he does that because he's always speaking. But we don't always stop to listen. So it's nice to take a step back. Okay, what, what has the Lord been speaking to me? So he's like, okay, what, what did I speak this past week? So I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of racial divide in this country. And we had a terror attack in France. He's like, no, I'm not talking about what's happening in the world. I felt that he told me. What am I telling you about you how am I challenging you to be more like me? Well, I'm seeing a lot of arguments are on Facebook these days. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> what am I saying to you about you? And I thought about it, and I was like, I started to realize, like, where is Adonai challenging me? Where is Adonai growing me? And he said, once you figure that out, then you just use the skills I gave you to present something. Go figure that part out yourself. So what I'm going to share then is, is what Adonai has been speaking to me about and how he is growing me personally. So we did the Torah portion, and the Torah, the Torah verse, and Stephanie reminded me this week that this week, this Torah portion, Balak, is actually my birth Torah portion because um, my Hebrew birthday is, is upcoming. Uh, so when I was born, I was born on June 28th, 1969, which was a... But I, so, but, and my, uh, so when I was 13, my Hebrew birthday also wound up on a Saturday, and the portion of my birth was Balak, was what we just were reading this week about Balak and, and Bilam, or is often said in English, ba Balak, 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 and Balaam. But it's, uh, in Hebrew, it's Balak and Bilam, Bilam. Anyway, uh, but I was bar mitzvahed a few days later. 
So I, I wasn't bar mitzvahed on that Saturday of my birthday. I was bar mitzvahed a few days later, which means my bar mitzvah Torah portion was the next week, which is Pinchas, or Phineas, as it's normally called. Um, but yeah, so, but so this is my birth Torah portion, and I was just recently a year older. I'm now 47 years old, and I am realizing the older I get, the older I get, the less I know about God, and the less I know in general. And there's so much more that I need to learn, and there's so many more areas I need to grow in, and the older and wiser I get, the more I realize that I still got a lot to go. And there's so much about God, and as, as much as I can grow and study and learn and read the Bible and understand more of God, I'm growing more and more to realize how big God is and how much that even how much I may know about him, I just know a small amount because God is so big. And even if you know the Bible, like you can have the Bible memorized beginning to end. You could have the whole thing memorized, but it doesn't mean you really know all truth. Because God is infinite, and I'm not saying there's other truths outside of the Bible, but the Bible has a fixed length. It has a beginning, it has an end, and you can't limit God. But what is? what am I saying? The Bible has a start and it has a finish. You're not supposed to add or subtract to it, but it is infinitely deep. So within those pages, there is infinite depth. And I can't claim to know the depths. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what the Lord has prepared, is what Paul wrote. So the the older I get, I'm realizing the less I know. I remember like Hank, Hank Hennegraff, Hank Hennegraff. The Bible Answer Man. I used to listen to him a lot on the radio. He had the Bible memorized, literally memorized. But he had no clue about God's promises to Israel because he thought God did not have any promises to Israel. So he may know it length and width, but there's a depth that he did not yet realize. Do you understand? Demons know the Bible beginning to end. It doesn't mean they have relationship with God. It doesn't mean they understand the full depth. So that's what I'm learning as I'm growing older. The more older, older I get, the realize, I realize the less I know, which is a blessing because that means there's so much more to discover about the goodness of God. And last week we did a demonstration with uh, props, with balloons and paper plates. So I have uh, uh, props also this week, except it's more technically advanced props. It's on the PowerPoint. So this is the way I could describe this, see if it comes across. 
So if, if that is God, if this circle is all truth, now we know we can't encompass, God is not, does not encompass a circle, right? You can't put a boundary around God. But for demonstration purposes, if this circle here is all truth, and everything outside the circle is the realm of the flesh, the realm of lie, the realm of sin, things that are ungodly, but God encompasses this circle. As much as I may study and read and learn, I know this much. If that, a little dot in the circle, a little pimple on the butt. A little pimple on the butt. Everybody say butt. No. <laughs> so, turn to your neighbor and say butt. <laughs> oh, Lord. So then all of a sudden you study more and more and, and you go to the Messiah conference and you have a revelation of the Jewish roots of the faith. You're like, my God, God's promises to Israel, God's promises to the Jewish people. Oh my gosh, Saturday, not Sunday. Oh my gosh, like the Torah has meaning and you get all this revelation. Baruch Hashem. I'm not kidding. It's just another dot in the big realm of things because God is infinitely deep and it's so refreshing and humbling and peaceful to know that's all you know. Or else you get all haughty about it and you want to start the the dot fellowship and a, a new denomination. But then all of a sudden you meet somebody else who has this other great revelation. That's all it is. And that is a blessing to me. I, I need to know this. Because it, especially in a messianic world, it's like, whoa, all this depth that I've been missing. When it comes to our Father, eternal Father in heaven, it's just a little bit of the fullness of who he is. Who can know the mind of God? It says that in Scripture. Who can know what he's doing? Last week we had a, 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 a place to go. We had a start point and we had an end point and we had plates that kind of mapped the way to go. And we know it was more like this and I'm not going to run like I did last week and got all out of breath. But if I take a look at someone's path from here to there, In my stupid head, I could say this is the best way to go, but then their path is going this way. In my myopic, that means short-sighted, view of, of their path, I could think they're going the wrong way. But who knows the mind of God, what he is doing? I just know a pimple on the butt. God knows so much greater than me. And I'm so blessed to know that he knows and that I don't know what he's doing. So the reality really is when we know God, it's kind of like this. So if this circle is God, what we kind of know is this. So it's like a circle where half of the circle is in the flesh and half of our circle is like in the spirit. 
And that's kind of who we are, and we have to realize that in our cir- the circumference of, circumference of who we are, the totality of who we are, we have like we have flesh and we have spirit. We only see God in part, but we also have flesh in part in us. And both these things wage war within us. So then we meet somebody else who kind of looks the same, who kind of has the same fleshly struggles, who has kind of the same revelation of God. You know, this guy's got a similar revelation of God to this guy. There's a lot of overlap. That's a Venn diagram, by the way. Elaine apparently knew that. She nodded. Mm-hmm. So then so, so we hang out with that person because that person it feels good to hang out. It's very comfortable. Now all of a sudden you get a congregation. Got this guy and this guy. Welcome to the church. And this is what churches look like. It's a bunch of people that have like similar revelation of Adonai. And we can kind of figure out, you know, we can kind of, we relate to the stuff that they're dealing with in the flesh. And we all, we all say this is like the most important thing in the world. Until all of a sudden we, we're walking around town and we meet somebody like that. Now this person knows just as much of God as you do, but it's just another aspect of God that he has not yet revealed to you. And has fleshly struggles that you have no idea about. Not a clue. Thank you, Adonai. So, if we looked at this person here with our spirit, with Adonai's spirit in us, and we looked at their at Adonai's spirit in that person, we would recognize him. But we don't. We look from our flesh side, our eyes of the flesh, at the person, and we make judgment, so much judgment because we're looking through the eyes of the flesh that the person doesn't look like he's kind of in an intersection of divinity, godliness, and flesh. We assume the person looks like that. Because we're looking not through the eyes of spirits, but through eyes of flesh. And we judge people wrongly because we don't understand that person, because they don't have the same revelation as us, and they don't have the same fleshly sinful struggles as we do. So in our judgment, we kind of push them out of the kingdom. And we go back to hanging out with all the people on our side. So Adonai is telling me not to do that. He's doing great things with other people, other, with other ways that I don't understand, and I don't need to be the judge of that. So what do I want to do? I want to enable the person to be where God has them, which is there. And I want to judge the person, if at all, through the eyes of God and see Yeshua in them with Yeshua's eyes that are in me. And when I do that, when I see the divinity over here 
that I don't recognize because I don't have, look what happens to me. I grow. And that is what the Lord is telling me. There are things happening in the kingdom that I don't understand. Don't judge it with your flesh. Look with your eyes. And if you recognize me in there, you will grow in me. Your understanding of me will grow. I want to grow in my knowledge of Adonai. I only know this much, the pimple. And I don't want to pop the pimple. (laughs) Amen? Amen to popping pimples? So where else are we going from here? I don't even remember. Ah, okay. So this is what we do. So we feel that in our divinity, now we have the ability to judge the person over here. Okay? Now there is something about how we keep each other accountable. There is holiness in divine accountability and in keeping keeping each other accountable. In saying, you know, a brother, you know, whatever it is. And whatever, however somebody needs to be counseled, you know, and, and, and keeping them in that way and providing divine counsel. There is holiness in that. I don't even remember what I'm doing next, so hold on. All right, that's cool. So anyway, but when we do this, when we're judging the person from a distance, when we judge the person from a distance, all we're doing is making noise and getting all hot and bothered. That's my graphic of us getting hot and bothered. Okay? That's all we're doing. This may look like you're providing divine counsel, but it's not. It's just blowing smoke. So, how do we provide divine counsel? We take Yeshua's example. Yeshua, the one who is in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be clung to, so he came out of God to cover us. Okay, on my computer, that was a full cover, not just a little bit of us hanging out. It's not Yeshua with an earring. He comes out of God to cover us. That looks like Ernie from Sesame Street. (laughs) So, right, Peter? Ernie from Sesame Street? So that's what Yeshua does. He covers us. Now we're under him. See, like we're still there. We're still flesh. And we're still spirit, and he covers the whole thing. Notice, I'm going to go back again a little bit. Let's see if I could do it. Nope. Wait. Wait, here comes Yeshua in the form of God. Took on man to cover us. Now look at the guy on the left, right? Assume he's fully covered by Yeshua, and that graphic worked. Underneath him is still us. It's still, we're still part man. You know, we're still part, we have divinity, but he covers the whole thing. So he brings us into God. So God will be all in all. That's what Yeshua does for us. So when it comes to our judgment of people, what Adonai is not telling us to do is like to stay at a distance and just start throwing stones at people. He wants us to come alongside the person and cover the person. And when that 
is done, then there is divine relationship, then there can be accountability when you are covering the person fully in their flesh and in their weakness and also in their strengths. When you have relationship there, when you're ready, ready to wipe their butts, only then can God give you the authority to speak to that person. But people are speaking out of turn because God has not given you authority to speak into a situation. So then you wind up being like Bilam, like a prophet without a covering in this Torah portion. And we must know that the person over here is there for a reason because that person can reach people that you can not. Because that's not the realm that Adonai has given you. But in that, that person there, in all their mistakes, he's put that person there to reach other people that you can't, so Adonai can bring those people in. Because once they get a little bit of revelation, they got just as much as anybody else. Yeshua is a seed. So, all we wind up doing is flesh argues with flesh, flesh argues back with flesh, and then everybody gets all upset. That's everybody getting upset. And Adonai is teaching me to stay out of the battles of the flesh. And if you really want to have dialogue with people, you need to go to where they are and understand what Adonai is doing over there. And then, maybe you, you'll have the opportunity to speak. So what else do I got? So, this person here, you, is, it's got the spirit and it's got flesh. This person here, spirit and flesh. The revelation of the spring festivals, it all starts with one grain of wheat, and that's Yeshua, grain of barley, Yeshua being resurrected. On Resurrection Day, one grain is waved at the start of the counting of the Omer. At the end of the whole thing, you have loaves of bread on Shavuot, which is the holiday of unity. We have loaves of bread and loaves of bread with leaven. That's what we are. We're loaves of bread. We have the grain of Yeshua, but we also have leaven because we, have, we do have sin within us. We do have compromise and, and flesh within us. But it's the holiday of Shavuot that, that it's, 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 it's told through loaves of bread. Bread, it specifically says, with leaven. And that is the holiday of unity. So the two loaves of bread is you all messed up with your brother who's also all messed up. In unity. And through that, God will do mighty things. We are on the verge of seeing God doing incredible things and a unity we haven't seen. We are so used to a unity that looks like this. The church of the dot, whatever you want to call it. But God is making a body that is going to look like this. It's everybody working as they should as part of the body of Messiah. And we're all interlinked to each other. 
And we are going to see this. God is going to do this in this world. And the time is coming quickly where he's going to do it. And we are going to see people with, 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 with all their sin and with all their messed upness. We're just going to be connected and be working in the body of Messiah. So Yeshua can cover all the people that are out, outside and people will be stationed exactly where they can be, where they need to be, so they can reach people that are outside, so Yeshua can cover them just as he covered us. Because if, you're, if Yeshua is covering you and you hold hands with somebody, Yeshua is going to cover them too. So God can be all in all. And the day is coming soon. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, a Lord God is one. On that day, the Lord shall be one, and his name one. The Nemar, the Haya Adonai, the Melech HaKol Haaretz, by Yom Hahu, by Yom Hahu, Ye Adonai Echad, Ushemo Echad. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord shall be one. And his name, one. And Yeshua takes it to a new level. May they be as one. As me and you, you and I, the Father and the Son, are one. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen.